Hello and welcome to India Career Center, the one-stop podcast for students, professionals, parents and guardians. In every episode, we will try to deal with the current topic that needs expert advice related to career, career guidance and career mentoring. Please welcome your host Dr. S.P. Mishra to the show and happy listening. Hello and welcome Mr. H.S. Mohan to the new episode of India Career Center. Mr. H.S. Mohan is the CEO and ex-officio secretary of Infrastructure Equipment Skill Council, IESC, which is promoted by Indian Construction Equipment Manufacturers Association, which is ICMA, supported by CII and National Skill Development Corporation under the Ministry of Skill Development and Entrepreneurship. Since November 2014, under his leadership, IESC has moved swiftly and has been able to develop 39 qualification packs approved by Government of India covering highway equipments, construction, mining, real estate, leasing and material handling equipments for operators and mechanics. IESC has so far enrolled over 55000 candidates for training to cover over 85% of industry job roles over 78 training centers have been accredited and eight training partners are in different stages of accreditation over 800 plus qualified experienced trainers have been certified from the industry mr hs mohan with his four and a half decades of experience in the same industry in senior positions he began his career as a trainee in heavy engineering group and thereafter joined jcb and rose to the position of general manager and business head mr hs mohan then moved on to pune to head jcb heavy line operations at pune plant He worked as chief operating officer for the Korean major Dusan Infracore Equipment heading India operation and to his credit of setting up the portable plant in Bangalore. He had a short stint as executive director in multinational Vectra Group. Mr. Mohan is a graduate in mechanical engineering from the prestigious National Institute of Engineering coupled with post graduation in marketing. He is also a certified auditor through Cranfield UK. He has been trained in various fields of management in Tata Management Institute, JCB UK, Accelerate Jamshedpur. He has been associated with many associations and is currently active in South Zone CII Forum. He has been a member of industry award constituted by business magazines. Thank you Mr Mohan for being with us welcome to the podcast Thank you Dr S P Mishra it's a big opportunity and then you know thanks a lot for uh, inviting me to be you know part of this uh, lecture and uh, I would say hello to all the listeners who are participants in this program which is very very critical and I really appreciate uh, Dr Mishra's approach into the India career center and then the broadening aspect of life what is going on in terms of the career growth plan and the approach you can take it up what are the opportunities that you can look forward which is never thought in the school or the colleges as such 
so you know it's been a privilege to be associated uh, and i have been in the construction equipment industry for uh, quite some time <clears throat> and uh, doing majority of the roles which has come up in the industry and it is always a pleasure to have come back and then give something back to the industry that has been the aim of my personal involvement and then the the interest i had shown and uh, since then you know when i retired and uh, from the active service i took over as the ceo for the infrastructure equipment skill council uh, promoted by the you know icma indian construction equipment manufacturer association supported by cii Uh, this is an organization offshoot of uh, national skill development corporation uh, which is reporting to the ministry of skill development and entrepreneurship uh, this is the uh, you know which we call it as in short term msde you know uh, this was formed in 2008 but got the recognition uh, during the year 2014 where in a separate ministry was formed and then uh, this took the uh, you know the whatever the required uh, impetus that was required it was put into place national skill development is a formation through the msd wherein which you know the government felt that it is not just the government driven project it should be private partnership has to come into the process so the government has put in uh, 49% of the equity and then 51% is from the private partners when they say private management this is from the cii fiki you know federation of indian chamber of commerce then we have uh, nascom national association of software and service companies etc this has been uh, well recorded and you know their commitment to the system is a huge because the country as such <clears throat> they are making efforts to remove the disconnect between the demand and supply of skilled manpower because you all agree that you know what we studied or what we are studying what we going to study will not directly put you on to a job frame where the job requirement you know parameters are more into the practicalities of the learning what you are done which we normally call it as on the job training but uh, the skill workforce what they bring in they bring in the ready made approach to the problem what the industry is facing and what the people wants to recruit because the gap can be reduced and the candidate as such can form his opinion to take up what job role he will be more comfortable and put his career plan in front of him so so far you know uh, the nsdc has uh, uh, trained and certified over 5.2 million students find a job and uh, it is our duty as a secretary council to approach the industry and then give them minimum 70% of these people a job in the beginning because that's that's one of the condition that we work along with that and there are another 298 million people needs to be upgradation in the skilling system you see the people who are already working they have been working in the same part of it without much of a career progression or upskilling of their knowledge in terms of their you know overall growth so that is a very very huge task the government has undertaken which we call it as upskilling oblique reskilling that is another 298 million has to join in there and they going forward india requires another 104 million people in the next 10 years which is not an easy part of it one time we hear that we don't have a job the other time the industry says that we don't have the right people and that's the way the gap has come up 
and we deal with as a sector skill council we deal with the operators and mechanics where i have been mandated to train the people for the construction equipment which you have seen you know the jcbs on the road then you see the pavers on the roads you know much of the mining equipments in the you know in the mining field they are all huge and costly equipment not only costly equipment it requires say anything that happens is the productivity productivity and safety we all talk about you know projects overrun we all talk about you know the overall things what you see every day in the newspaper it go to cost us so much money what is good is that you know what the operator knows is the best of the equipment is that what he knows only currently he is not been dealt with the knowledge technical advantages how to utilize an equipment perfectly you know that's very important point for the industry so this is where we do this process joining the industry as well as the you know the i know academics and then the students coming in we put them in the frame of mind we also take them on board you know what is required of them to to deliver and to get an employment immediately after they are certified by us that's an important point which is very very critical for the persons this is also now you know we are taking a big step uh, you know where india is now you know uh, started exporting people from india which is uh, another uh, very right step because world required you know people which you know we were the ages of any of the european and american countries when you take the indian countries the age is the biggest advantage for the you know for the people concerned we have uh, 64% of our population are in the age group of 29 to 35 years and india is underdeveloped in terms of skilling whereas you know if we take korea the skill people are about 94% and in india currently we stand about 3 to 4% this is a huge gap huge. and then, then obviously you know you know we have been uh, devoid of you know getting into the industry and then the requirement the yeah, the government is making efforts <clears throat> to bring in the nep you know new education system into the process where in which the academics and then the practical part of it will be started integrating from the high school to college level so that, you know the candidate knows what are the things that is available to him not going into the same subject again and again and he can define his life what he wants to do that part nep has got a greater advantage in the change of education system so this is this is the initial part of the you know uh, what i can explain to you with reference to the skilling ecosystem and uh, uh, dr mishra i would like to take it forward with any other question that can come up from you yeah i think uh, uh, sir very elaborate answer uh, on the overall understanding of uh, the iesc and how it is run who is funding it and uh, and all that so uh, obviously this is uh, very focused for uh, the construction equipment industry so would you like to give a overview of uh, how's the industry performing uh, let's say from the year 2021 22 and what is the kind of projected volumes uh, we are going to see in the next 10 years and what exactly that means with respect to job opportunity for the young people uh, who are going into the job market uh, in the next 10 years starting from this year onwards yeah thank you dr sir so this is a very 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 good question because uh, uh, the industry of course has suffered the last couple of years because of the covid conditions and uh, this is uh, to go through i mean it is always hard that you know we have suffered but end of the day if you look at uh, 
what you hear every day the statement from the ministry the road work is going on 30 kilometers of road is being done every day at least you know they would like to increase it further the jobs have been going on but you know end of the day there are there are certain you know the whole system is not getting uh, closed because of some shortage of workers people have gone back to their hometown or anywhere that it is there there are continuous problem in the system but it is now getting corrected and hopefully with covid situation coming you are easing out things should work it out much more positive into the game plan the industry as such you know it was uh, in the last 3 years 3 years back industry sold about a lack of machines uh, you know across the country that was the biggest growth what they had but they dropped down to 84000 you know before last year and then improved to 87000 last year and this year you know 21 uh, 22 they are looking at you know somewhere around a lack of machines again and uh, that's a very important development industry has not gone down further but people are uh, you know are well fed with the good orders and the execution as such has been a bit of a challenge because of component availability which is resulting in the people availability with the msme sector all that it is happening but these are all getting into the you know main structure to you know supplies and then the manufacturing process has started quite well industry as such has got a thumb root you know in our uh, you know construction equipment we call every machine requires two operator the definition is approved and that this thumb rule is accepted across the industry and it has been promoted by all the manufacturers not only manufacturers even the users i don't know whether if you have heard the word called chotu you know if you see any machine across or you see a truck across there is a driver and there is a small helper and uh, that is we call them as a chotu and then these are the two people who take forward and going forward the driver moves on and then the chotu will take over and he becomes the operator and then again the chotu will have another chotu to help him out that's how the industry works across and it's a very important uh, development for the industry and that's how it has been so far it has been working in that way but the problem what is coming in that the knowledge or the technicalities of these machines are going much 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 higher than what we are looking at things because all the manufacturers as such in india if you take komatsu you take jcb you take caterpillar you take volvo many many others they are all international players earlier india used to have the technology one grade or two grade lower than the international market what they used to supply now today india has become major supplier of the good equipment technological equipment even to european countries american countries and uh, you know other part of it like for example if i can tell you that jcb exports about uh, 154 countries they export the you know equipment from india today so technology is at par with the you know you know international technology or even much more better than that part of it so the what is the gap over there the guy you know we can always provide the technology we can always make an equipment to be efficient but the who guy who operates the operator is the most critical part of the equipment running so this knowledge has to be imparted during the skill training and that is exactly the thing that is you know which is being getting established industry has accepted us the market is feeling the difference between uh, in uh, trained operator and you know skilled operator and then the untrained operator whom they recruit for themselves there is a tata projects have made a you know huge you know huge study where they say that you know their fuel consumption has come up 
come down by 5 to 6% on the equipment, which is huge cost. And there is, of course, machine availability also has gone up. Spare parts consumption has come down. And then the overall satisfaction of the project in the execution is much more, far better than what it was. So, you know, with this process, you know, uh, ICMA recently engaged, you know, Boston and uh, Boston consultancy as a as their project manager, as their consultants to develop the plan for 2030. So 2030 is the part where they are projecting 3x machines as from today. That is, if it is today a lack of machine, it will be about 3 lakhs of machine by 2030. So if you say 2 lakhs 30, if I put the equation what I told you earlier, two operators per machine, which is virtually works out about you know six lakhs of operators by 2030 per year. You know that's what exactly the thing we are projecting in our uh, you know you know uh, business plan by 2030. At least we require about four lakhs per year of certified and trained operators and mechanics. It's a huge opportunity. You know I can tell you that I've been working with the Crane Owners Association of India, Aerial Lift Platform Association of India. Today, we do not have trained crane operator. Any 500 ton crane operator, today, they are most of them are from Uttar Pradesh. They have been paid a salary of about 80,000 to a lakh of rupees. Not only that, you know, they take care of the families, they take care of their movement, etc. Because as and when they go and leave, they have to be back on the fight immediately. And then uh, they are all paid the airfare and other process. That is the way that industry is working. There is a whole gap in the system. I need to add here, there are some of the underground mining equipment which are there, where the government is still giving license from the operator from Peru. We do not have the competency in the system. And their salary is much more than the MD of a company. Right. That's where the opportunity stands. Of course, we all see the JCBs, we all see the other equipment on the road which is a moderate and then you know, very high efficient utility machine. But there are very specific equipments which requires a highly technological you know, operators and mechanics, which not only fetches you a good salary, but also gives you, gives you a good career progression in the system. As of now, you know, we already did one program at Dubai to train about 23 people for the you know, equipment over there, hot fix plant. And then, you know, we have, uh, uh, we are fortunate to be looking at and deputing about 50 diesel mechanics to Australia for the mining you know, equipment. And we are in the process of you know, talks with uh, some of the Central African countries to supply 200 operators in the system. So world is a very big, you know, they accept India as a good country today in terms of the commitment, you know, the people they are there and the it's it's a very very good opportunity for us to move forward one has to look at it and the tragedy of us is that we never defined this career progression earlier on now today infrastructure equipment skill council with the help of the industry and then the user we have come out with the you know the career progression plan where it is goes from level 3 to level 10 level 3 is you know the junior you know junior uh, assistant which we call it as a Chotu. We don't make any job role for level one and two because these are very, very basic, extremely basic. And level 10, you know, when you compare to the academics, level 10 is a doctorate, PhD. So, you know, level seven is a graduate. You know, we need to treat them as a graduate. 
QRS passes the level seven, no forgetting about the academics, whatever it is there, government of India notification is there that the level seven gentleman needs to be treated as a graduate and the benefits should be offered as a graduate, whatever the segment they work and whatever the thing that the company is offering. So it's a good, good thing part of it. You can look forward for a good uh, you know, system to go through. And uh, this also applies to the people who are already there as the people who are working for two years, three years and all that. They can also join in the upskilling or reskilling of the, you know, on the equipment and then the knowledge upgradation. Then you, they will also join with the certification, go to level three, four, five, and then join into the system. So infrastructure equipment skill council as of now have developed the job role from level three to level seven, which is also include the graduate engineers in level seven and all that. We haven't come across at level eight and nine and 10, which depends on the industry requirement. Where currently, since we are looking at operators and mechanics, we are, you know, putting ourselves in this game plan to increase our volume. But as you move to design, R&D, other process, we need to go for a higher level of, you know, the certification where level eight and nine, ten will come into the process. It's a big, big opportunity, and I still believe that you know all our youngsters who are looking for a career, it's a big, big thing to look at things, and then you know we are there to support and uh, see how best we can do, you know, jointly together. Good, sir. Uh, so that's a very positive uh, way to look at future in terms of opportunity. Uh, you mentioned about, you know, the growth of market from 1x to 3x. So that's a huge, huge opportunity for young people at different age groups uh, to look at this as a great opportunity. And also the the level of uh, salaries, what you mentioned, a specialized uh, uh, operator on a special machine uh, can earn a good amount of money. It can be as high as uh, uh, lakhs of rupees, what what uh, you mentioned, and all the all the other things taken care. And the best part is that uh, once you train in India, you can actually go anywhere in the world. I mean, that is also very good. So uh, here I would like to ask one thing that uh, uh, the operators in India, whether it is a JCB or any other operator, uh, as far as I know, uh, they are not given a particular certificate like, like let's say, the truck drivers, uh, which is actually you know uh, done through the RTO registration, RTO process. For uh, the machine operator, is there any thought process to take it as a formal way of uh, certifying and giving them a kind of a, a, a license for using the construction uh, equipment as an operator? So is there any thought of government to take it uh, forward like that? A very, very good question, Dr. No, the You see, unfortunately, you know, if you want to drive a scooter in India, you require a license. If you want to drive a truck and all that, obviously you come under the RTO registration and you need to have a license. But in the industry, if you want to drive any of our equipment, you don't require a license. That has been the lacuna in the system. As IESC, as ICMA, we have represented to government of India that you need to make all these operators and mechanics and mandated that you know who are certified by us and you know given them that uh, facilities to do that and come out of the current RTO system because it doesn't come to our uh, equipment manufacturing or equipment operations. Uh, this is receiving the government of India attention because they all understand that because there was an initial uh, 
you know their problem was that if you make it mandate you know how do we get 100% of the people you know in one site we said no sir kindly don't do it we also are unable to deliver that to a kind of people in one go kindly make it you know in a phase manner so you know make it you know 20% and then 40% and by fifth year you have 100% of the people who are certified uh, this representation has been given to ministry of road transport icma is working very very closely with them we are working with the skill ministry where they have written to the concerned ministries across and we are in touch with the all people concerned at the top level so you know this becomes the one of the drive where we can make the people to come forward not only that you know it makes things to you know go in the right way you cannot equate everything to an rto it doesn't help us out at all so that process is on uh, dr mishra and uh, it is going to be a good good thing and uh, i do expect you know i have been fighting for this for at least four years on this subject and uh, i am very sure that it will be hard and uh, now that the industry is behind this people have started feeling the difference between the unskilled and the skilled operator and people are also you know very very you know accepting our uh, process that because initially contractors had reservation that you know sir why should we pay more because if guy guy gets trained he may ask for more money that was their issue then we were uh, part of it that yeah where does he go if he leaves you he'll go for the industry only he's yes. working to your colleague nothing more than that so all that it is getting matured in the system but we still require you know unfortunately in india without legislation nothing moves and uh, we, you know we hardly have any people like for example startup projects they have made mandate that any people working in their project has to be certified and uh, you know by approved by iesc same thing is happening with adani you know skill development all along the adani projects now these are the people who have joined us in the process and we are in touch with lnt we are in touch with uh, sterlite industries all these contractors who are a class contractors are coming forward to make sure that you know these people are certified people are used at site and uh, that's the biggest biggest thing that we have achieved so far and with the government coming into the picture will uh, this will be a very very big success story yeah i think uh, trained manpower will only bring more efficiency to the system and of course the safety is such a big concern today i think all that will get addressed if we have the right kind of people who have been certified to use the equipment i think uh, uh, i'm sure if this uh, uh, our conversation reaches out to the people in the government or people who can make those decisions i'm sure uh, will take this forward and uh, as uh, mr mohan mentioned uh, there has been representation from from the iesc uh, to make this mandatory i'm sure uh, eventually that's going to happen because that's good for everybody i think it's win win for everybody for for pe- uh, for the employees employers and uh, for the oems and the government as well now coming to the next one uh, you talked about of course the big opportunity with respect to the operators uh, also what about the opportunity for the mechanics uh, w- what kind of uh, numbers we are looking at what is the requirement what is the projected requirement where is the gap and uh, how are we addressing that uh dr mishra it is it's a it's again you know it's a, it's a very you know you just can't have one side of the story of operator the other side of the story is that you know you know any equipment which you are working in site you know which is normally to our experience you know you know it depends on the segment what we are looking at normally what we estimate is about any 12 to 15 machines you require a mechanic that's what it is the maintenance process but that can vary you know if you are working in northeast 
probably because of distance and then the mode of travel it may become less uh, if you are working in the mining sector it may further become less you know that's a part of it but in general 12 to 15 machines working in a territory that requires one good mechanics and uh, again these mechanics are divided into two chapters one is the senior mechanics and then the junior mechanics which we start we start with the junior mechanic as a job role and he also gets into the master mechanics and then a senior mechanic master mechanics and then the overall process supervisory level level 7 is the supervisory level of mechanics so uh, the industry as such today is that when we talk about you know two machines and uh, uh, per uh, two operators per machine and then we talk about a mechanic of 15 10 to uh, 12 to 15 you know machines one uh, uh, you know uh, one mechanic huge huge opportunities iec has developed the job roles for engines iec has developed, developed the job roles for hydraulics we have developed the job roles for electronics and electrical so all the three job roles are three different uh, you know uh, subjects which we deal with initially then as we go to level 5 level 6 and all that it gets combined because he should be able to organize one machine one man he can be able to sort out the issues whatever that is possible in the system when we talk about these mechanics you know it's a quite a quite a you know if you take the normal mechanic of a car a normal mechanic of any other equipment and if we take you talk about the mechanics of uh, the any of the construction equipment you now today all our equipments are uh, truly fully fitted with hydraulics you know that's a major major subject engines are becoming you know much 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 more advanced in the technology and then if you take the electricals you know the most advanced technology has come up you know in the all system so all that it is you know you know it is already integrated into our training schedule or the training qp uh, we call it as qualification pack where we put the whole process in the place you know what is that we do that is in the qualification pack is that if an operator or a mechanic comes into the system what is supposed to look at you know that's first you know plan second is that what is expected of him suppose he wants to repair a pump or a repair a, you know part of it what is expected him to do that part of it what help he may require what consultation he has to do it what components he may require that is the part of it and then the advantage of getting it by assembling the whole equipment and then testing it. these are the four part of it similarly it happens with the operator operator has to come in look at the site condition when he sits in the machine what is supposed to look at you know in the machine what is the lever what it is what is supposed to do that part what are the instructions for it third is that you know when he does the operation what is expected of him whether he supposed to load a truck whether he is to take out a you know a, a dig a trench it all depends on the site condition and then lastly is that how to close the machine with after it is safety safety means you are sitting in the cab does not mean that you are safe you also have to ensure that people across the site are also safe no i know with the machines in operation so these are all the things that you know we have made very very clear in the our qualification pack what we prepare which changes from equipment to equipment but it is a general qualification pack covers all the equipment together it need not be a one specific model of an equipment so when i say excavator it is excavator so, so that covers the whole excavator part of it when we say wheel loader it is all wheel loaders and it is made so general that anybody of the part of it they can use this standard but we also have the you know uh, what we call as a training material which is very very important if some of the equipment has got much more than what it is in terms of the technology technologies some people may be in the lever may be right lever may be left all that all that in the model curriculum when they do these slides 
or the preparation for the candidates to learn the process they can include all that in the in the training program and then teach these people what's the specialty of that particular equipment in the process so all our job roles are such a way that you know we are dealing with the equipment for an efficiency productivity and other part of it 70% of our job roles are all hands on training and 30% is the classroom session so the classroom session takes into account anything that comes to the gap or any learning that may come up because we are now as a government policy we need to change the standards once in 3 years you know and because we need to upgrade because machines are getting upgraded and all that and it has to be further going to the system we are okay with that if it is what is good so obviously you know this it is not like you know what we used to study earlier on Once in three years, we need to relook at the standards what we have prepared, upgrade the standards, upgrade the model curriculum, make sure that we are well within the industry norms. So that is the biggest advantage of the Success in Council, and that's what we are trying to do, so that you know we are up the norms and make sure that the candidates who is getting trained is well informed of the new things what is up there in terms of technology, efficiency, and this overall confidence to operate a machine or service a machine. Well said, sir. In fact, just to take a cue from your answer, uh, as you mentioned, I think the technology upgradation is constantly happening, and uh, today probably most of the machines are connected uh, to the internet. IoT is is something which is almost there in every machine, and uh, along with that IoT connectivity, it is not not just the engineer who is on the job site who should be aware of the technology. but also the backup staff who are actually handling these machines uh, sitting back in the office and probably also monitoring them con- constantly even their skill level also needs to be upgraded so i'm sure uh, uh, whenever is the next next upgrade probably uh, iesc will also take cognizance of this fact that uh, apart from the mechanics who are on the ground uh, you need to have very intelligent and well informed people back in the office as well who would be actually handling that and giving a backup service to the people in the front uh, so uh, what do you think about it i i agree it's a very good input you know you know this this is one thing you know which is definitely a part of the it is not just the front line uh, you know people uh, the backup people in the also system you know because we have been now trying to do job role for the tunnel boring machine you know and i have been at the site you know especially in bangalore uh, visiting the sites and all that it's a very most technologically advantaged and very complicated machine it's not that uh, you know what we think about it but the i should said very rightly the most of the machine operators of this tunnel boring machines are graduate engineers and that's what they are but they are doing their job but the electronics and the controls are also outside the you know machine parameters and that they also requires a guy who understands what is exactly the process which is in the pro, you know they have to learn and then make sure that you know, they record the data and also it is not only you know, the most critical part is the safety over there extremely important point because all the time the parameters are recorded but you know also it has to get into the safety aspect that is being done currently by the you know i would say whatever the site that i have visited there are diploma holders in electrical and mechanical engineering uh, they are aware of the thing the companies have trained that we have wherever the sophisticated equipment comes where the data has to be looked at we take your point and uh, that has to be incorporated in the qualification pack which you have done it for example you know if we take the uh, you know aerial lift platform uh, you know where the 
the gentleman or the operator is at a very high level. He is working on that front. And uh, more than the equipment, the operator safety, the guy who is working over there is a very critical part. Some of the time, the controls are uh, taken care of from the ground level. Some of the take, you are taking controls at the basket, what you are working in the system. So those are all the things that we already incorporated in our qualification packs. Similarly, that is, you know, that is happening in, with the, you know, a, what you call tower cranes. Tower cranes, you will be surprised that, you know, if the wind pressure goes beyond, beyond 60 kilometers, the tower crane has to stop operating. Uh, that is the, you know, that's the way that all tower cranes are designed. And the tower crane is another very complicated equipment because there is a signal man downstairs and the operator is on the top. I don't know what height is there at that moment, but they are there as an inter interconnectivity of their top and they're lifting of load and that part of it. It's a very, 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 I mean, it looks very simple, tower crane, but the operation and then the maintenance, especially on the safety, calls for it. And we have inbuilt the, on the qualification pack, which we already done that part of it with the help of the industry, with the help of the user industry. So this is the way that we look at it in that process. As I said, you know, this, in a, this is in a dynamic situation where we need to keep on improving ourselves and then make sure that, you know, we bring this qualification packs upgraded, you know, once in three years. But in between the, you know, the what you call the model curriculum, we upgrade from machine to machine or from the face to face so that we are well, well within the system. Uh, that's that is an ongoing process and it will be taken up it will be definitely be incorporated wherever it's necessary right sir. i think that's clear answer into what exactly is going to be the future shape in terms of upgradations now sir uh, we have heard about uh, the opportunities obviously which is there uh, so if somebody a young chap who is in let's say in school or in diploma or in graduation and wants to you know get into the construction equipment industry obviously somebody has to go through these uh, qualification packs what you mentioned uh, apart from the basic uh, education uh, so how somebody can reach out to these uh, partners who are the training partners how many of them are there across india and uh, how the people in general can reach out to them uh, what is the mode to reach out to them if you can tell our listeners a little more about this. Yeah. You know, uh, currently we have 78 training uh, partners across the industry, you know, you know, at the length and breadth of India. Uh, if you take North, East, East, North, East, and uh, South and West, everybody is there. And uh, this data is available in our website, you know, www.iesindia.com. All these 78 training partners are chosen and selected by us, you know, they are certified by us. We have put a norms, whether it's an operator training or a mechanics training, they need to have the facilities, you know, infrastructure, required infrastructure in the process. The basic infrastructure for an operator is that they need to have a machine concerned, which one equipment they would like to train. They need to have 10,000 square feet of area for the hands-on training. And then they need to have two classrooms to accommodate 25 people each. So, you know, this is the basic structure that we, what we put in. If we take the mechanics, they need to have an electrical lab, they have to have a hydraulic lab, or they have to have an engine lab. You know, all these testing facilities combined, or, you know, it can be an independent part of it. So, these are all very well done. It We have also gone to the extent of saying what are the standards, what are the tools that he requires in that lab. It's already there in our uh, website. So, this is where, you know, it's a very... Very well defined. So no no need for anybody to struggle in the system. 
So all that you know, suppose somebody is from uh, Bhuvaneshwar, we have a dealer, we have a training partner who is very close to that. You know, he can approach them and then you know go for the training. What uh, what job is interested or what role he wants to take it up? When is the next program coming up? And then do that uh, part of it. Uh, this is for the basic learning in the system. What you have talked about the uh, you know ITIs or the guy who is talking about age pass, you know coming out of the you know part of it. In fact, you said the right thing. See, the government of India's regulations is that you know most of the people at the level of eighth and above or even fifth and above, they are school. You know, they just walk out of the school because of so many reasons. You know, they need to be given employment. They need to be given you know food and shelter. This is where you know that focusing on that segment for us it is a more part of it. We give them the opportunity to become an operator or a mechanic, what what he likes about it, and then get into that. You know, it's a very simple part. Otherwise, we have what the you know IESC phone number is there. We can contact our office. We'll guide them into the system, and then make sure that they are put into the right people so that he goes through the training program what he likes. And all our training programs are, you know, we require about 20 students or candidates for the operator training, and then about 10 to 15 uh, students for the mechanics training, because uh, this has to go through the batches. So what we do is that our qualification packs, model curriculum, at the end of the model curriculum, we also have the question paper. You know, is already designed. You know, co covering the all aspects of what we talk about. There is a question paper in the system. on this question paper we don't do the assessment we have a third party assessment you know assessment agencies are there who are you know qualified and approved by iesc and then the nsdc that's what it is exactly the thing we take their help the industry people they will come and do the assessment uh, you know he can be an expert in hydraulics he can be an expert operator in the system they will be deputed and then they will do the you know examination they will declare the results And we issue the certificate. That's what exactly the process is concerned. There's a value to what we do. That's very important point. So we we say very very. I mean, the system has to be. It's finally what are we trying to do? We are trying to do the training, give a job to a deserving candidate. That's what we want. I can give a job, but the candidate has to be acceptable by the user. If the candidate does not have the right kind of training or the right kind of approach. obviously the candidate will not remain in the field so our make sure that you know this guy gets a job that has been the primary you know you know primary objective of all of us we make sure that these guys are there there are 78 people 78 training partners who can contact majority of them are oem training centers they will be very happy to support any one of this requirement coming in there are some more other training where we call it as you know uh, you know rpl recognition of prior learning if a guy has operated the machine for more than 2 years at a particular site you know and then he need not be trained in that you know taking him to classroom taking him to the part of it and all that we need to upgrade whatever the skill that he has developed and then take him on board on the theory of it what the equipment that technology has developed so which we call it as an rpl program which is a 40 hours program when we say 40 hours it is a 5 day program with the first day we call all these people have a test on the qp that what we have you know concerned about it suppose we take an operator for a favor if we take the test of him in that qp we know that you know what are the gaps that he has got in terms of the knowledge gaining so we second third day apart from the you know machine we take him to the nearest machine and then also the classroom give him the upgraded version of what is his learning is all about it can be individual it can be collective and make them to understand the latest thing what has come up and then on the fifth day 
the examiner come from the outside he will come and do the assessment on the qp whatever it is there so the is a good system where we recognize the earlier experience in the system we does not waste you know one month for the physical training he goes further beyond that this regular rpl program can be done even after office hours for example you know somebody cannot be deputed for five five days continuously because their production problem they can do say two hours in a day and continuously do it for 40 hours or five hours in a day do it for 40 hours so it is the contractors or the you know the operators you know convenience that people can do it at site and that can be done and that's what we we will be ensuring that you know people are fully cooperating on at their convenience we do the training program that's exactly the thing so uh, you mentioned that all the training uh, details about the training partners all that is available on the website so i will share the details on the show note uh, about the uh, website where to find out these detail and also share the iesc uh, helpline phone number so that anybody who yeah. wants to really want to know specifically about any particular uh, subject or training program they can actually get it very easily it is something which uh, i'm sure aspiring person can actually uh, get into it uh, now sir coming to you mentioned about 78 training partners uh, and uh, even if let's say each one of them produce 1000 uh people out of each of these system we can reach a maximum of, of about 78000 per year obviously the gap is still very very huge so is there any plan to further expand uh, this training partner program and is there uh, do you think there is an opportunity for young entrepreneurs who are probably in the similar field who are let's say currently working in some organization and they want to start something do you think that there is an opportunity for that and uh, and how they should approach that whom to contact yeah uh, no, it's a very very good, very good question uh, uh, no uh, mr sir see the criticality of that is you know we need to move forward there are two things that is happening in the current system the cost of our training is quite high you know because of the capex and opex when i say capex is the capital expenditure opex is the operational expenditure so you know the government you know had some you know had some provision earlier on they used to call it as pmkvy pradhan mantri kaushalya vikas yojana where they used to fund the program uh, for the you know people who really deserve some money to be given to them and uh, that currently it is about 49 rupees 70 paise per candidate per hour that's exactly the you know, that is going on uh, that has got bit of a an attachments you know when we when the mobilization takes shape you know you get 50% when the training completes you know you get 20% and another 30% after the placement of the candidate by these training partners so replacement is a very critical part not only placement the candidate has to be in that job for 3 months and then the next 30% of the payment to come to the training partner you know he can collect the money through us or directly from nsdc but uh, this uh, amount is not good enough definitely not good enough you know currently cost of training for an operator you know even for a back loader all that it's uh, stretches beyond 120 rupees per hour 
whereas you are paying i know 49 rupees 70 paisa per hour the other side of the story is that we have most of the training uh, you know some of the training uh, partner where they charge for the training because it's an interconnectivity sir i get trained do i get a job yes you get trained you will get a job so the guy says that sir i'll i'll pay the money whatever that you require for me to training i'll get the money so that process is on in our sector still council we are not uh, are least dependent on the government uh, funding because one it is not good uh, good enough second thing is that you know we that leave the freedom to the training partner what he wants to collect from the boy you know some people collect 15000 rupees per training for a month of training uh, on the back loader it can be different there are people in uh, punjab where they are offering the job in uh, canada where they are collecting substantial amount and then they not only they do the training they have a tie up over there and then these boys are sent over there so it uh, it's a good good part of it and then uh, there are understanding with the bankers where they can fund this even 15000 rupees and then you know these boys can be you know you know uh, make sure that you know they are not uh, avoid or devoid of a training and then that can be done and that process is already on so uh, the criticality is you know take the advantage what it comes you know, because you have limitations you know because industry as such we are not like any other sectors in council like agriculture gems and jewelry where it is small people who are working in that are killing but in our case the industry as such you know is an industry which is going forward in terms of the approach and people are capable of taking the money either directly by the candidate or by the contractor himself you know who is uh, you know who wants a trained person in the system or the oems whom they use their uh, you know uh, funds whatever that it is available to them so all that it is there the system is coming into the process and we make sure that the candidate deserving candidates they you know given a chance into the system so it's a good thing which is happening uh, funding will definitely be a problem when we ask money that is also there but uh, this is where you know the system has to put in there there's a maturity has to come into the system that will go to come up that process is on yeah i think uh, i get your point uh, if you depend on government uh, funding or government subsidy then it's uh, i can understand it's very very bureaucratic uh, in nature i mean different percentages are taken at different levels but if uh, any young entrepreneur or a young person who is actually listening to our podcast today and uh, has some idea about uh, you know he understands how what is the gap where is the opportunity and if the uh, people who want to get trained want to make that uh, uh, the payment by themselves then it could be a good opportunity for people to really start this as an as a as a new business because i think skill manpower will be a key to our growth and uh, because of 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 uh, so much of uh, focus on infrastructure investment whether you call it uh, nip and uh, other things the focus on infrastructure development is only going to grow and that is what mr mohan mentioned that from today's level the the industry is going to grow three times by 2030 so huge opportunity obviously this 78 training partners cannot uh, bridge that gap and it is not just for india but i think uh, also if somebody is uh, smart enough like what you mentioned about punjab uh, where they are training people and sending them to canada i think that also is a great opportunity so 
i would encourage uh, people young people who are who have the bend up mind for entrepreneurship uh, to really come forward and uh, i'm sure uh, i can share the details of mr mohan in the show note uh, where you can reach out to him one on one and take his uh, all the wisdom uh and and take this as a business opportunity i mean is that uh, correct in my assessment mr mohan yeah exactly you know you know you know it's, it's, we required to help them out we required to guide them that's very important you know you see there are you know which i was talking to you the government funding you know nsdc themselves we call them as a pmkk pradhan mantri kaushalya kendra anybody who is interested to open a training center they can go and approach nsdc for funding and uh, that funding is depends on how they want what what job role they want in uh, how much equipment they do that all that nsdc definitely you know they will give the funding and you know, on the recommendation of the sector skill council and it is an interest rate of 6% i don't know for a period what what that you are looking at but not only they do do that part of it they are under compulsion to give the number of training numbers per year they allocate the numbers and the government funding provided this you know that uh, suffices your overall operation which to me is not good enough to do that part of it so there is there are systems banks are funding very very clearly it is almost the bank uh, interest rate has also come up to that level today that's another part you also asked a very good question on the scaling of numbers you know that's a very important thing the iesc has taken a lead you know when we talk about you know 78 training partners majority of these training partners are multi skilling uh, equipment you know apart from the oems who deal with their equipment for example jcb does vast of equipment you know from the backhoe loader to excavator to loader to compactors and all that you are draining four batches at a given time that's exactly the thing we also have taken initiative to bring the private training partners into the green plan which we call as a center of excellence we have opened one center of excellence in uh, chapra you know with the with the current place where we call them as a catchment area if you go there people are ready to get trained and they want a job and uh, that's going very very well and extremely well and uh, there are four equipments which are working you know from the construction equipment side we also have uh, opened uh, another center of excellence in hyderabad with uh, national academy of construction where the oems have donated the machines not only donated the machine they have done a great job in training those people and then monitoring those uh, the people coming out in the system the local offices of the manufacturers are fully involved so that is going great now uh, we have also done another center of excellence in uh, adani skilling you know which i was talking in surat they are doing the same multi skilling in the system we are in the process of you know joining hands with department of heavy industries our line ministry where in which we want like to start take one of their psu psus to support us on the skilling ecosystem they will provide us the space and then the area and then the oems may join with the equipment you know donation and other process and then the catchment area is very critical give them the job so there is record thing which is going on on establishing ourselves with much more oe you know center of excellence so not only that going forward we may do the center of excellence with other sectors in concept you know for example automobile sectors in concept you now who are also you know compatible with us in terms of their approach you know part of it so we can also join with them and then do the center of excellence going into a big big uh, you know game game plan the numbers 
that the process is on we have been talking to another four or five uh, training partners possible training partners for center of excellence and uh, they are ready to invest they are ready to look at the way that you know we can train them and then uh, charge and do the training and then also provide them the job wherever job is fixed your training cost will be zero in terms of the approach because people are ready to pay for that so these uh, it's a two sided part of it and people have taken that interest is coming forward so that's that's the way that we look forward but as you said very rightly it is still not good enough to meet 4 lakhs uh, you know operators per uh, year in by 2030 we require more private training partners to come into the system and uh, that's what uh, our approach is all about okay sir so what about uh, the diploma colleges or iti colleges is there any uh, initiative from iesc to also connect Uh, with them and probably add one module of your qualification pack into the standard uh, you know curriculum and make sure i think uh, people who are actually coming out of the iti or the diploma school uh, have the opportunity to take that additional qualification pack and come out ready for the industry is there any thought or any such uh, action in that direction Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's, because when I talk about mobilization, they are the most important people in the system. You know, because you know, today, of course, you know, we talked about uh, ITIs. You know, uh, they have been accountable for most of the jobs which is coming in the level of three, level of four. You know, whatever that it is important for them. We already tied up with uh, you know the commissioner of labor in uh, Odisha government. We have started uh, at Barbil, you know, program with the ITIs joining the training program with the L&D construction, you know that's the part of it where L&D has donated lot of components and then the trainer and the facilities infrastructure where the candidates from the ITIs where they have been after there are within the system what they have they have been trained on hydraulics they have been trained on uh, electrical they have been trained on engines where the candidate can select what job role he wants. and they can be consumed well within the system barbil is a mining area as you are aware of it and the boy can get a job well within the you know near to his house and he can be very happy in the system we already completed about three batches of uh, candidates over there that approach is on that's very very critical part we started one of this program in goa where you know the private training partner what he did was that you know he the after the itis they finished their classes or you know on a saturday or sunday he opened up his training center you know at a different place and they were given both the i diploma as well as you know iti certificate as well as the you know certificate from the iesc which can be combined together for a job to be procured or to be approved for immediate employment that process is on and that is where you know we think that you know because technicality is definitely required we are going to the process that you know is a very very technically advanced machines are coming in these people role are very critical and we are in touch with most of the ITIs 134 engineering colleges are in what with us we are signed we are certified about 1000 people in the engineering colleges ITIs we have done much more you know you know the approach over there is quite quite good but that has to be further streamlined in the system nap is making us say you know the new education policy is making the difference in the game plan any of these candidates going through this education institute has to select one of the skills what they want and obviously we'll get into that process and when they are in uh, nep process we have to either they have to become you know either a you know tool room specialist or assembly specialist or uh, 
you know, welding specialist, apart from the engine, hydraulics and all that, uh, that will give us some more, you know, cohesive approach to the gaps where we have the market requirement or the demand and the supply. So that will go to catch up. Okay. I think uh, uh, we have, uh, you know, delved into a lot of topics today uh, and you have been able to give very, very elaborate answers to each of these queries. Uh, I'm sure uh, we can actually, you know, extend our talk for even longer time and uh, uh, which I think we will try to do it over a few more episodes uh, so that there is uh, there's enough for the people who are listening today to this episode. And we will again come back with more topics, uh, which is more deep into specific areas uh, so that the, the target audience, whether it is students or entrepreneurs, can get the specific uh, direction about what they can do. Uh, meanwhile, of course, uh, I will be sharing the show note uh, with all the details of uh, IESC and Mr. H.S. Mohan. Uh, you can contact IESC directly or its training partners or connect with uh, those ITIs and colleges where IESC is involved and they are associated. Uh, take advantage of all this information and uh, please do connect with us if you need any specific information where Mr. Mohan, uh, thank you so much uh, for joining today and uh, really giving a very, very deep uh, insight into the IESC, which uh, many people only know from the point of view, okay, IESC is into training operators. Uh, beyond that, I don't think many people, uh, uh, you know, especially people who are uh, looking at different job opportunity with respect to, you know, opportunity in the construction equipment industry, especially, uh, they will get a lot of insight into what is happening on the ground. And they will also get a lot of detail about where to approach uh, skill development and reskilling, upskilling, all that. So thank you so much for all your insight. Any closing words uh, from your side uh, before we close this episode? Oh, you know, uh, just to take the candidates through or the people concerned, we have got 38 sectors in council like us, you know, you know, for uh, all the sectors, whatever we are looking at. And uh, opportunity is not just IESC, it can be, you know, expanded into the approach what you are looking at. I also request all of you to, whoever is interested to look at the NSDC website, National Skill Development Corporation. If you go to their website, you have got all the details of all the successful council in the forum. And to choose the job roles or choose your interest where you want to be and then see where you can go forward and a career plan is come forward to you. And then that will be a great, great uh, service to yourself and service to the nation. This is what Government of India is requesting us. And then we will be too happy to support you wherever you feel that we can contribute to you. Thank you so very much. Thank you so much, sir. Uh, thank you, uh, viewers and uh, listeners. Uh, join us and invest your time today. Thank you so much. Hope you enjoyed this episode. We sincerely wish you could take something from our conversation today and be able to apply it to your life in a positive way. We value your feedback. This can help us improve our future episodes. So share your thoughts to serve you better. 
If you want us to focus on a topic which you think is of importance, let us know. We will share our expertise in future episodes. So, see you soon with a new topic and help you in your career journey.